Hey, Road Trippin' fans, Amish t-shirts are as ferocious as the dunks or bangouts Richard and Channing throw down from time to time, and their softness can't even be matched. Amish has been turning back the clock with throwback tees for years. From the NBA to the ultimate warrior, you know, the tee that LeBron wore on the plane after leading the Cavs to its first title the city had seen in over 50 years. Well, Amish tells the stories of triumph, individualism, and hustle, preserving the old school and creating new legacies. Go to Amage.com, that's H-O-M-A-G-E, and pay homage with your favorite tee. Be sure to check out the NBA GM tees and one exclusively made for me and you. Better yet, three other tees designed specific to the road tripping fam you'll want to check out. We're road tripping at homage.com. On this edition of Road Trippin', we head out east to the Cleveland crew. Your hosts, Channing Fry and John Michael, are joined by Fox Sports Ohio sideline reporter for the Cavs, Angel Gray, as well as, well, I guess I should set the table on this one. You see, oftentimes when it comes to professional sports, we have to remind ourselves, especially Channing, Richard, and I, that though not always our favorite, pro sports, it's a business. And for those of you that keep up with the NBA, you may have heard about a business move that was just made with the Cavs last week. Yes, a trade was made, which involved this episode's guest, George Hill. However, before G. Hill was told about the move he was about to make to Milwaukee, well before he was told, in fact, he took some time to chat with Road Tribbin, an episode that will for sure have you learning, laughing, and, uh, well, laughing some more. Did he say zonky? All right, all right, I'm done. Channing, Angel, J. Mike, it's all yours. Thank you, Allie. Cheers, everybody. Definitely cheers. Thank you, guys. We are... On another road trip and episode, the new, the new road trip, awesome version, the the updated <laughs> version, road trip and two point um, In our presence, Jor Theophilus Hill, um, the one and only king of Indiana. He is uh, the pride and joy of Uwe Pui, I U P U I. Hello, George. Nice. We've been doing good this year, so I'm repping my team <laughs> pretty solidly. Yeah. And in basketball. For sure. That's Great. all we pretty much got. Okay. Wow. Is Divi- is IUPUI Division yeah. 1? They are. Who's your head coach? <laughs> Jason Gardner. Your hey, boy. You know what? It retirement. was a setup. <laughs> hey. You see how I set him up? I went right a couple times. I went left. And then I went right one more time because I knew he thought it was going to go left. Hey, congrats to him. He's getting guy. his jersey retired. At IUPUI? No, at Arizona. He already did. When? It just happened. A long time ago. No. Ooh, I'm not in touch. I'm sorry. I, Arizona, I'm sorry. <laughs> I you got to wake up. So we have Road Trip and Regular Channing Fry. Yeah. We have Angel Gray. Yes. George Hill, our featured guest. Yeah. Yes. And uh, yours truly, John Michael. The best. George. John e- Michael Michaels. Yeah. John Michael Michaels. <laughs> J. Mike, you know. for sure. <laughs> no, no, John Michael Michaels. Is <laughs> okay. Way from the skating movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. George, IUPUI, Broad Ripple High School. After a couple of years in the league, you get traded to your hometown, Indiana Pacers. Blessing or curse to be back in your hometown and playing pro? I would say that's that's a plus-minus question. You know, I think it's a blessing. It was always a dream of mine to go back home and play um, in front of family and friends. But um, everyone who's known what that and has and hasn't gotten a chance to experience that, oh, I have, know that it, it comes with a yeah. with a with a big ticket to pay. You know, you're you're. A lot of people can get to you easier than what you normally can do when you're on the road. You know, we have to call him now, and now we can go knock on his door. True 99. Um, so so the thing is, it, it was fun being there for my family and friends, but at the same time, um, you kind of got to learn how to distance yourself and, and keep professional because, you know, your family sometimes can be overwhelming mm-hmm. in in every aspect. But um, I think my family done a great job. I've had a great five years there, and it was time to move on. That's weird that I was in Phoenix for five years and my family was there. They were pretty chill. And then my, well, it was more family friends. It was pretty chill for the most part. 
just because it was already my fourth year. What I, year I did just, you go there? I was just going to say that his fourth year, right? I went there my fourth year. Yeah. Just gonna, I was just going to ask you a question. Did it, did it make it easy? I mean, That's it made it easier. I'm right, but I you think, weren't... you know what? At the same time, for me, I was happy to get that kind of attention because I felt like it was new. I went to New York. I was there with my family. It was crazy, but we sucked, right, basketball-wise. Right. Then I went to Portland, and it was awesome. Met the, met the wifey, and it was all her friends, but I didn't play. You know, and I was kind of like, am I still going to be in the league? Got an opportunity from Steve Kerr, Griff, and uh, Alvin Gentry. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, here, listen, play, do your thing. And I was like, arguably my best year of my career. So I can't say it was a bad situation. Maybe it was the best situation. It was a fun team, too. It was a great team. That was real good. It was was so much fun because nobody cared about anything. And I think that's the team, like this team. Nobody cares. Like, we got good chemistry on this team. Mm -hmm. Well, with you going back home, too, is that when you established your AAU program? Um, No, I actually established that in 2008 when I first got drafted. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to do something good. What's up? (laughs) Which are like the Speech Rats or what? No, Some these, notable we, names we, from the we, program. We actually won the Unarmored Circuit this the George year. George Hillites? G3 All Star. So the <laughs> George Hill Rising Star. Were you sponsored by Peak? <laughs> no, we we were we wore whatever we wanted to wear because my team wasn't sponsored by anybody. I paid out of my own pocket. Ooh, I didn't have a sponsorship. And so y'all winning? We were winning. Um, What's up, Nike? Nike you didn't got. want us to do that because they wanted us to partner <laughs> with people, and I was—I didn't want to partner with nobody. Okay, you know, I had okay, these teams okay. when I when they were in 2008, and it was something that I enjoyed doing. So, uh, for me, it wasn't about money. It wasn't about anything. It was about giving you know those inner city kids a chance to get out. Right. Um, like I got a chance too. So, you know, it's something that I took out of my own pocket. Um, I really wasn't big into partnering with people because I feel like when you do that, they might have kids they want on the team, and they try to push your other kids off. And my U team is a family. Like, we're all family. I know my kids. I know their families, their parents, and things like that. So we're we're close-knit. So for me, it was like, forget it, man. You just keep paying for it. We keep rocking away. And uh, Unormer gave us a great opportunity to come on, and they didn't care that I was sponsored by Pete. Um, they just wanted to help sponsor my AU program. And the last two years, they sponsored us, and we ended up being undefeated in Unormer circuit last year So and won the whole circuit. So wait, wait, wait. Do you have any kids that are any good? Have some pretty good kids. They got a like top one fifty. Mm, yeah, for sure. They're gonna go to Arizona. Actually, <laughs> what's crazy is my little brother's a point guard, and he—that's like one of his top schools where he wants to go. So okay, um, listen, look, you I, got I don't a know if Arizona's going. I don't know if Arizona's <laughs> going to recruit him, but um, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm gonna get get that plug from you and right, try right, to get plug, that plug. going. But he's pretty solid. You've been doing that your whole career, though, George, giving back, right? I mean, mentoring in Sacramento, yeah, kids kids with hunger in Indiana, military, work with the military in Indiana, right? I mean, that's kind for of sure. been your for sure. your thing throughout your career. I mean, that's that's who I am. You know, I'm a giving person um, in I my whole life. from you, personally. <laughs> not an assist, not a <laughs> Nothing. Oh, he did bring the wine on a plate. I, was, I did bring wine true. for you. It's an assist. Oh, no, that's that's nice. Nice. Yeah, that's I will set my water. I will yeah. set my water to that. I did my job. That's yeah, a, that's right. a, that's a little more than assist. Yeah, that's nice. But, I mean, that's that's been my whole life. You know, growing up as a kid in Indianapolis, which um, Shannon doesn't think it's a rough environment. They think we're all Are you corn, from Gary? cornfields. No, he he's going to take us, though, He thinks Gary is the only crazy place. You did say that when we go to Indianapolis that you Take us. No, we can definitely and go. And you were but, very hesitant about it for no. some odd reason. So. I go to Broad Ripple, but growing, there. But growing up? up in Indy was, was tough. So, like, I never had someone give back to me. You know, as a kid, I didn't have that positive influence where I can look up and say, man, that guy made it. He reached back and paved a way for us. It was almost like we did everything ourselves. So I told myself, if I ever, you know, make it out, I want to be that guy that gives back and gives kids another opportunity to – to look at me and say, man, he came from where I came from. He came from the same neighborhood, and he made everything possible. So um, that's what kind of motivates me. George, that's a lot to think about. And and to be brutally honest, what were you ranked when you came out of high school? I was never really ranked. Okay, so you weren't ranked, and you went to IUPUI. No offense, I I love IUPUI Pui. I had a lot of I had a right. lot of scholarships. I just didn't. I take understand, any. but you went to IUPUI. For sure, you made it to the league. At what point 
Were you like, oh, man, I'm good enough to make it to the league and give back to the community? Because that's a lot. Like, people don't understand. We are 0.4% of, like, the world. Sure. Right? So, for you to go to a school at the time, which there wasn't, uh, like, the rules were very different. So, not a lot of guys went to hometown schools. Right? And to be, what year is this for you? Going on 12. Going on 12. Okay, because I'm. 13, I think, or 14. I, I don't know. 18, but... It might as well be 18 Listen, at this point. <laughs> look, how did you do it? That's what I want to know. How'd you do it? I wasn't ranked. I had to work my ass off to go to Arizona. Coach O saw talent. I said, if you see talent, then I must see something else. I got to give you the work. And then it was opportunity. How did you make it from a place of IUPUI? I mean, like, you, you just hit the nail on the head. You said it takes work, you know, um, like you said, I, I didn't have no other choice. It was either do the best I can or I was probably going to be on the streets doing what. What you doing? Slaying, maybe people things? never thought that you would do. You know, I didn't know what route I would go. So I chose the route of trying to give it all I got, trying to work hard to do that. Um, me going to IPO, I wanted to just stay close to the family. I think my first time ever knowing, like, man, I can do this. Um, some of the Pacer players used to come over to, to small IPOI to do open gyms and things like that. Or we used to go over to the Pacer facility and do a couple open gyms with them. They used to invite a couple of our players and things. And I remember one of my first times going to, at that time it was Conseco, um Fieldhouse. And we did an open gym and um, Donnie Walsh and them were there. And it was like that time where I couldn't miss a shot. I was almost on fire. And I was just, it seemed like I was just throwing everything up and stuff was going in. And I kind of caught their eyes. And ever since then, they were almost at every game because I was right down the street. And that's when I figured out, like, man, I can possibly do this. I ended up leaving my junior year and doing the pre-draft in, Ohio, in Orlando at the time. How many pre-draft workouts did you do? Oh, man, I did probably 29 workouts. <laughs> I did. I did almost every team wow. besides three teams, but then I did Boston and San Antonio twice. Oh, <laughs> But it was a grind, you know. I went from maybe being early second round to moving into first round because what did you I didn't have to? anything, 26 pick. I didn't have anything to lose. I took it as soon I put my name in, I'm like, okay, well, how can I get in this league? How can I be different? Knowing that I'm a small uh, school kid, you got all these other big-time athletes out there that are top-ranked top, top you know, players. Um, at that time, okay, let me be different. I, I think defensively is what's going to get my calling card. So from day one in Orlando camp, I was picking everybody up full court, denying. always wanted to take the challenge on guarding the best player on that team. And I think, you know, I got that opportunity and I took it advantage of it and the rest was history. George, you talk about getting out of Indiana May of last year, or actually May of this year. You go back to IUPUI. You graduate, you get excused from the playoffs from the Cavs last season. Who was the proudest of you for going there, not only graduating, saying the commencement speech and everything else? I was. I was very proud of him. Number one, Channing Fry. Mm -hmm. It was number two, George. <laughs> <laughs> probably, I would say my parents were probably the, the proudest because, you know, I was the first in my family to do so. Um, no one in my family ever graduated, let alone almost go to college. So for me, it was huge to go back and, and see them and then them actually being able to come and be there and be a part of that special day. Um, outside of my wife, you know, she wanted that for me too. She was always ripping on me to, to go back and finish. Cause it was something I always wanted to do. I always wanted to do that. Yeah, I always talk about, uh, I was getting tired of that. Yeah, that's but what my wife told me. At the same time, All the time, it was easy for me because I was always ripening on my kids in an AU program to do well in school take advantage of it but i'm like at the same time how am i telling them to do something if i didn't even do what's it your major communication studies oh he's taking all of our jobs mm -hmm. here's the thing and when i remember we were doing an event too and the first thing you said was now you can't tell me to shut up and dribble like sure. with with that attitude with you know the climate today and just they think that athletes just stay in their lane and you're obviously paving your own way as many other athletes are doing um with your initiatives how important is that i mean everyone has a voice I think that's what God gave you your mouth and stuff for to, to speak. 
Um, it's, it's no different if someone in politi- politics talks about sports. We don't tell them to shut up and just stick to politics. Um, everyone has their opinion, and I think you're entitled to that. So um, just because you're an athlete doesn't mean that you, you don't have smarts or brains and, and things like that. So um, you got to take a, advantage of it. You have a platform, and that's what we play so hard and strive so hard to have, and you got to use that for the best of your ability. What's up, Road Turbin fans? As we all know, RJ and Channing may technically not be on the same team anymore, but whether they like it or not, they'll always be looked at as either an old married couple or teammates for life. If not for their unique bond, we wouldn't have been able to start Road Turpin and expand the show to what it is now. Uninterrupted and State Farm have gotten together to bring you The Sixth Sense, where NBA teammates like Stanley Johnson and Andre Drummond show how they get each other like no other, the way RJ and Channing do here on Road Trippin'. Check out The Sixth Sense with Johnson, Drummond, and other NBA teammates on youtube.com backslash uninterrupted. And maybe you can get a teammate off the court that gets you too. I think one of the most interesting things about George Hill is the 700 acres. Is that right? 700 acres? In- oh, yeah. let's so- get to George's shit. You know, we, we this could go is there. all George does. You know, you know what? No, wait, no. Wait, 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 wait. Let, me, let me stop everybody. All right. <laughs> we'll have a three-hour flight. You know what George does? What does George do? He's looking, looking on some weird. Yes. He's looking it. on some weird, weird <laughs> website. He let off with his not, It's not a weird website. Buy the beast. Buy different game animals. And he has names for them. It's an auction right? so animal So like he site. has like oh my God. he has like animals I'm from actually, Africa, if, if I probably Antarctica, hit on my internet right now. Pangea. Let's see what pops up. <laughs> Look at this! Oh my God! So Dude. let me go back. Oh my lord! This guy so we're is looking about at what is that? that? Tell us what we're a looking goat? at. I, I can't even identify that I animal. Was to, <laughs> I was trying to bid on uh, albino whitetail. See, that's what I mean. You, you know what? Enough is enough. You don't see albino deer. It's a baby right now, but it's a rare albino whitetail. If anybody knows about animals, they know you really never really see an albino deer. So for me, it's like I want that. How many animals do you have? I don't know. I lost oh. count now. I have a bunch of. I got a mini zoo. I just love. I love different animals. My son loves when I'm taking around on the Polaris and things to see animals. And for me, it's it's cool. Now I know you're a hunter. Are you hunting your own? Or you're breeding your animals? You're collecting animals. I'm what? Scared I don't. I don't hunt my own land. Right. I just love the aspect of I can drive around and see <laughs> all different types of animals. So pretty much breeding them. Letting them grow. Eventually, you know, if I have family and friends that want to come over and hunt, then yeah. But for me right now, it's just the joy of looking at them and, and seeing them run around. Well, you got a fake Jurassic Park. To you, that's what happened. To use Channing's <laughs> Channing term, what, what are the weirdest animals on your on your land? Well, what would you say? To Channing, he thinks most every exotic, animal what are, what are the most I have is I'll weird. I'll ask it the right way. I'll ask it the right way. What are the most exotic animals you have on your land? Okay, if you have... I have wildebeest. I have zebras. Zebras. No, no, that's not weird. He got more. You have zebras? Ha- Name something that have we have not animal. heard. Like an, an You have an animal I have that we have not elands, heard. I haven't heard of the albino I have deer. elands. I have kudus. I have... There we go. Kudu there is South we African, go. right? I have, a yeah, Rome, I, I have two Rome yeah. sables. There we go. Yeah, got that. But okay, got tell, tell, here's, here's the joy of this podcast. What is your big, big picture plan with all that land because nobody just has 600 acres i got eight acres and what i do is i drive donuts in my hay fields and i got a playground and i literally hit golf balls out there into my pond and i stock it with trout and i have my kids catch foot-long trout for sure like it was nothing you don't even have to put corn or worm on a hook these suckers is biting everything on purpose, <laughs> right? Because nobody wants to go fishing with a two-year-old and don't and catch nothing. They not catch nothing. Oh, yeah. Look, right. she will throw out a little princess thing, boop, and these <laughs> trout are coming from sure. thirty feet deep for nothing. Like just, just hook me, just eat me, and we grill them up right there. And I have a twenty-two foot dances with the wolves teepee, and it's bet. pretty cool. Oh, it's so tight. It's pretty cool. I've heard it's pretty. Dude, yeah. it is the best. TP.com, T-I-P-I. Yeah. What's in, Custom your, made. What's in your TP? Nothing now because um, I wanted to make sure everything worked over the winter. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to actually like 
put lights inside so we can sleep in it. It's actually you can oh. sleep in this thing and live in this thing all year but round. Like, are there? T- will you have TVs and things in this? No, no. What? No, 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 no. I, don't, no. I mean, I'm just trying to. Uh, a couple beds. Yeah. Uh, Wilderness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's on a thirty by thirty deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that, Would that you I built do that? Myself. Would you open up like a, a hotel, like a game on my and stay? La- <laughs> la- no, no one's on my land. Like for me. <laughs> I'm gonna build my house out there. I'm gonna have my own compound. I have a hill that's three, like three thousand foot high hill on my land. So I'm gonna build my house up there. I'm gonna fence it all off so the animals stay out of the house part. Build my nice compound where I have a guest house, a gym, everything I want there. And the rest is just gonna be open land and trails. So wherever you go outside of the gates, you have. Your zoo, pretty much, and they're all under control because I've heard it's all high fence, horses. so they can't okay. they can't get out. What if they jump high? Uh, only thing jumping that high is maybe deer, and that's to an extent of if they feel that endangered to hop a eight a nine foot fence. So you pretty much don't have to worry about that. Horses or no, no horses? No, no horses because you got to build a barn and yeah. have all the stable and all that stuff. I don't got time for that. Nothing to do with the ropey, the horse flashbacks nah, or not, anything from your. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna <laughs> do things that don't that you don't have to really. So wait, do the be animals out there all day? Well, in Jurassic like Jurassic Park, are you? It depends. It depends which ones you have. So um, if you if you got them in less land where they can actually. Where they're crossing paths a lot, like your eland will crossbreed with kudos and things like that, or your donkey can crossbreed with the zebra, and you have a zonkey. What? That's, That's real. You, you have zonkeys on your land. It's actually real. No, I don't. I have I have donkey, <laughs> but I have a don't. I have some donkeys on my land, but I also have some zebras, but they're in That's different awesome. pastures. I, oh, you know, I have my wait, donkey is, in the what back. Is, what do you need a donkey for? A like, don- what do donkeys do? So, so for me, donkeys protect. They're protectors. They they kick right. I didn't know that. This so, is amazing. So for like, listen. So for your John Hammond your from Jurassic Park that, right now. Your animals that don't really can't really defend for themselves. So let's say like one Which of your ones are most defenseless. Your black bucks are your most defenseless because they're really little. Right. The the females don't have horns. Only the males good. have horns. They're really good to eat. Oh, but like, they're so frail and little <laughs> that coyotes and things like that will attack them. So the donkey, he's bigger than all of them. So he wants to be the dominant one. So he actually follows. Oh. So he actually follows them, and he protects the black buck. Shut up. So right now my donkey follows my black buck. Is it a donkey What's or a donkey? Because it's a defender. Because he's saying donkey, but I don't know if that's what's good. a donkey. Like a donk? Is it a donkey or a donk? like a donk? A donk is a, a car with a thirty-inch like rim. Donkey. <laughs> I don't know what a donk. D o n k y donkey. Donkey. Okay. Donkey. Just saying super donkey. Indiana. But wait, wait, what's your donkey's name? I didn't name him. I, I just called him name. Donkey. Can you eat a donkey? <laughs> I thought you had names for all of them. I, I normally have names for all of them, but Not I just one. named it's Donkey just, Donkey. It's just Donkey Channing. I think it needs just something donkey. more prevalent just because it's protecting, it's protecting everyone on the planet. Okay. It's a big I'm, deal. I call him Channing. Superman. I call him Channing. Channing. I call him Channing. Hey, man, Channing, boy, get out of there, man. Protect that black buck. Yeah, right? Get off that zebra, boy. You nasty. Jenny, I told you. Listen, I'm gonna come out this well, maybe well, maybe this summer. But I'm gonna come out for a weekend. So that would all be, I want to do is that would is be a, kill a, a zonkey. Whoa, George right now is showing Whoa. us a zonkey on his. Wait a second. Phone. So it's what a zebra actually, that make equus zebra. Uh, so what personality traits does a zonkey have? He will have both personality. He would be a kicker, which <laughs> zebras are really kickers too. Oh, both of them do the same thing: back leg kicks. So bust you right in the chops. And they're pretty much sometimes the same height. Donkeys can be a little smaller than the zebras, depending on what model of the zebra that you have, like what wow. range. So this is a lot. This is when no, did, okay. Yeah, we're not even we're only scratching the you, surface. Right. Too. When did you first? Because supposedly you're from the hood. For supposedly. sure. Um, See, there you go with that. I'm gonna take you. Thirty fourth <laughs> and, and you Keystone. Can't, you right. can't back can't out of this. It. No, I can't. You have it. to be there. So supposedly you're from the hood. But then somebody took you out doing something and you said, oh, this is really, truly me. I need to be like in outdoors, hundreds of acres with zonkeys. And cowboy hats. 2008. Okay, tell me the story. Tell me the story. How did you get out? You were 
you were doing something in the hood, and someone gave you a call <laughs> that said, "Yo, come, come shoot things outside the hood." No, what happened was only time I ever shot guns was on New Year's up in the air Ooh. in my neighborhood. So that's so dangerous. Um, for sure, really nobody dangerous. Does, it's probably really stupid now because bullets got to come back down. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, um, gravity, that's a crazy thing. Crazy thing. You, you don't think about that you when you start to fire. Uh, but there, there was a family named Will and Gloria Drash in San Antonio. They were kind of old family. They kind of took me underneath their wing and called me their San Antonio grandchild. Right. Um, he owned a lot of land. He finally said, hey, have you ever been hunting and things like that? I said, no, sounds cool. He was like, come out here and ride four-wheelers. We shoot guns. I'll start to, you know, put the feet out there for the hogs and the deer and like that. And then we go in there late at night, well, before sunset, and we see if something comes out. If you want to take the shot, you take it. Um, so roll four-wheelers all morning, shotguns, went to the blind probably around 5.30. Deer came out at like 6.30, looked at him. I was like, first one, Moswell shooting, pow, shot him, dropped him. And the rest of history, I'm like, this is actually pretty cool. Pow, shot him. Shot him. Was it a good shot or was it like, ooh? It was his lungs. So he told me where, you know, you need to shoot the deer to put it down because you don't want the animals to struggle. That's, right, right. If you're going to kill something, you're killing it because you want to eat. But right. first of all, you don't want to kill it where you injure it and they run off and down there out there injured and you can't find them right right right. That's so so for me is you aim for the lungs and the heart and that's what you do and i actually hit it in the lungs and it dropped and then i turned the the deer into a pillow and i made jerky out of it you love jerky dog you the most jerkiness i love beef jerky and listen jerky bear jerky deer jerky it's all good zebra jerky what you so pe- people jerky. people that actually had the jerky they say it was really good. Uh, okay, I you hate all, all things. Jerky. It was good for sure. Yes. It was good. You had some. He had bear jerky. Yeah, it was, it was really, bear it was mixed with sweat. pronghorn and deer, and it was really good what? though. It was actually What's really pronghorn. Good. It's shockingly pronghorn is stupidly oh. good, and I hate probably the that second I like fastest it. animal in the world. What outside of cheetah? Pronghorn. That's antelope. Faster than a dolphin. Land on land. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Faster than a dolphin. Right. We're gonna have them race. Dolphins are pretty. Dolphins are pretty fast. So you're right. It's a good. Call. So is there an animal? Because I know you're a big bow guy now. What animal is like you would say? I would respect this animal enough to hunt it with a bow, and if I did get a chance to do it or kill it, what would it be? I think shooting a grizzly with a bow would be pretty dope. What? Just That's because the size, you know, they right. can get 13 foot. What? And I think to You're take stupid. that with a bow, if you can actually do it, a lot of people do it. My mentor, Cameron Haynes, um, does it with the bow, and it's it's a pretty amazing what he does. But if I ever had that chance. That's, I, a, that's a one shot, you got to do it, or That's you're a done. one shot, you better make sure you shoot From him distance. right, or you're From done because right. he's coming at yeah. you. So for somebody who doesn't know anything about Hunting, right? So I would ask this question of, do you go places where somebody says like, <clears throat> okay, there's, we can only support 15 grizzlies. We have 17. They give out two hunting licenses. You, so only two people can kill two grizzlies. Like, For how sure. does that Every, work? Everything is, is reserve, you right. know? So um, before, you know, the, the government controls all the hunting license and things like that. So you actually have to either apply or landowners get landowner tags. So let's say everyone thinks that, oh, you can just go out and kill what you want to kill. It's not that easy. You know, you have certain ages, certain weights, certain heights that you can only kill. You know, you have to have certain ages. If if a deer or elk is eight years old, then yeah, you can shoot it. But people, if you're a real hunter, you want to shoot something older. Right. Because you got to think it's it's a hmm. kind of thing of elimination. If, if I'm the head honcho, and I've lived for 12 years, my stuff don't work anymore, but I'm still banging every woman that comes past here, I'm just shooting blanks, then our population can't grow. Because I'm head honcho, no other smaller of me is gonna dominate me, you know? So I'm just sitting there blanking out and I'm controlling all the females. So when you get into that, we have to take him out because we can't reproduce 
if he's here because he's dominating all the women. Right, right, right. They actually fight. And you stand your ground. If you've ever seen elk or anything like that, big elk bulls will fight a younger bull over females. That's what they're fighting over, huh? You can see a you can see a <laughs> thing <laughs> of <laughs> female <laughs> sows on on female um, you know those of the uh, elk, and they might have a younger male, and an older male will come in and start doing his bugle. What's and then bugle? They, what does the elk bugle sound like? I'm not about to do an elk bugle. No, <laughs> Come it just sounds like that, right? Something like that. But right. they they do their bugle, and like that, that gets their attention, and then stuff. they will clash. And the bigger one normally dominates the little one, and then he takes over his female. The other guy run away. So then he's shooting blanks. We have to take him out because we can't reproduce. So that's why you hunt. You hunt to reserve and conserve the land and the animals so they can reproduce. So listen, I've never. I don't want to interrupt you guys. This is very interesting. Uh, I have never killed anything except for nothing. Um, killed a bird. Mm-mm. No, a squirrel, a mice, a scorpion, <laughs> a spider. I've never stepped on anything insects, enough where, uh, like, even big bees or a big insects, where they, I could underneath my foot, I could feel them move. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm so, like, oh so god, no, no, so no, you tell that's me, karma. That's you karma. never hit a squirrel, like with garlic. What? No. So you tell I will me, stop my car for a squirrel. <laughs> you well, never, you never had, you never had a fly in your house and just wow, oh, a fly? Oh yeah, yeah, fly. Yes. Ah, tear well, a fly well, up. But uh, well, so in Arizona, <laughs> bigger insects. It's fine. It's just no, no, bigger insect would be like a carpenter bee. Those big black joints. I'm taking all them out. Listen, yeah, no, no, no. You're not walk upping. Uh, uh, no, no, no! You're not doing that because they're—I don't know what it is. I think they have armor on their back, and they have. Is this in Arizona? Yeah, this is Arizona. <laughs> like we have things that are built to live. Them right? carpenter bees are deadly. They hurt. What? My they mentor hurt. actually this summer we're doing an elk hunt, and we're out there with carpenter bees, and he actually stepped on one of the hives. The black joints. Yes. The and, fat black joints and, that are loud. And the crazy part is what they will do is when you step on it. They will come out and sting you and leave a scent on your body, which attracts the other one where they know oh. where you, because the attraction is on your body. So that's how they stay on you and just start doing it. So that's savage. My mentor and them were going to elk hunt, stepped on one, him and his friend, his other friend walked over it and they just got lit up. So that whole night, their arms were just swollen from where they got attacked. <coughs> they're they're dangerous. They can, they can actually kill you. Here's, here's my whole point. There's one thing that I would legit want to like go out and be a man and kill and eat would be a boar, like a, a invasive out of species. Any of the boar. animal you pick, the dirtiest one. Well, I feel like they're the most <laughs> like invasive. The invasive. So I don't yeah, feel, yeah, I don't feel bad. Well, kill a mountain lion. They're invasive too. No, no, no. There's only like a couple of those left. No, there's right? a lot of those left because they're really? out there taking my animals right now. Oh, they I eat showed your you that. Your he's, kudos. He needs, and your needs Channing the donkey spudos. to kick him. He needs Channing the yeah. donkey. Yeah. Kudos and spudos <laughs> and spaghettis. Listen, all them animals. No, no, I don't want to kill a mountain lion. But yeah, hog, I don't hogs, kill something like that. hogs actually cost, you know, everyone from landowners millions and millions of dollars. So um, people really want you to kill those because they actually tear your land up. Yeah, I wouldn't feel bad getting a big no, I gun. Wouldn't. No. A big gun. And but just you don't want to like, eat a big one because it's No, nasty. no, no. I heard you 150 just, pounds less. You, you want 100, I just want a pork 100 or less. Talking about a boar now or a mountain lion? We're talking a about boar, a boar. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you can make you know a little lamb chops out of it. Pretty good. Yeah. Some jerky. So anytime some I go sausage. shopping now, I'm just gonna be like, okay, tell me what I need to get and what I need to stay away from, basically. As far as what? The, you're saying boar under a hundred pounds? Is a hog. Like, no, no, no. They don't. They're like, not gonna. I'm a little nervous. Big. Yeah, I gotta buy that over the counter. So I should just. There's nothing better than fresh. Like fresh, a fresh kill that's not been processed is going to taste ten times better than you. What go is to the store. best animal that nobody has ever tried? Well, I don't think you would know what the best animal if no one ever tried it. Well, I'm oh, saying, but I'm saying, if you yeah. never tried it, how do we know it's good? I'm saying, like I'm it. saying, what's the best <laughs> non-hunters? Hey, <laughs> what is something everybody should try if they had the opportunity? Pronghorn, antelope. I just learned that today. It's an antelope. What is an antelope? Just learned that today. Like, what does that taste that like? About 10 minutes ago, yeah. 
Well, like, give me the con- or uh, the elk, t- the texture. elk too. Elk, elk is some of the best tasting meat. Because I'm deer, uh, deer. What is that? Venison. Right. I don't really I don't be. Like uh, it. mm. It's, it's, so it's a little dry, but it's see, it's so gamey because they're not cooking it right. If you soak it in like buttermilk, you take out the gamey taste. Oh. That's why you're supposed to soak it before you actually cook it to take all that stuff out. But I think one of the best tasting animals outside of pronghorn would probably be elk. It actually tastes better than steak. And it's super what? tender. Yes. Probably healthier too, huh? It's a lot healthier too. Hmm. You need to bring some steak steaks or some elk steaks. I, I got to get one first. I, I kind of. You have how so, many do you have I on got, your land? I got skunked this summer on my elk hunt. Oh, okay. How many I do you have on your land? I have five females and one male elk. Oh, but no, no. I just got my elk, my male elk, probably three months ago. So it was rut season recently. So hopefully, What's a rut season. Rut season is when they in breeding mode. It's oh. in rut. Like we're ready to go get get it. So what, so he what, finds the five he females getting? and What's he, he go gets it on. What's it get? Gets it on. What's that mean? Get it on. I don't know what that means. The boom boom. Come on. <laughs> Go to the boo boo baby. You the boo boo That's how you get zonkies, you know. Yeah, that's how you get zonkies, right? George, what makes somebody go? I mean, you're hunting normally with guns, right? I know you're a big crossbow guy. What makes somebody switch over to something that seemingly is so much more difficult to do? Is it just the the art of the sport, or what? What makes one say, "Hey, I want to shoot something with a crossbow instead of a gun"? See, for me, I was more rifle, so. Yeah. Um, Cameron Haynes, actually the one who crossed me over. Cameron Haynes. He's he's like the number one bow hunter in the U.S. right now. He's sponsored by Under Armour. But he's like my mentor as far as hunting. That's who I want to be like as far as bow hunting. Like, I wish I can do... Your I wish I list is a little too much. I wish I could do the things that he do because my mentor he, list is like on video games. They're like North Korean kids who are like fifteen. But like he's if you're talking about Overwatch, hunting, Blizzard. If you're talking me. about bow hunting, he's the best bow hunter out. You know, he's done grizzly with bow. He's done oh. every animal that you can think about in every part of the world with bow. That's all he uses. He never used rifles. Okay, he's always so explain bow to an average Joe how much harder is it with a bow than it is with a gun. It's like would, a, would a, that be fair? Sport? A gun is like middle school basketball. Right. A bow yeah, is, is a professional good, basketball. That's a good comparison. Oh shit! Because all, if you're going in Africa and you're going to go kill, I'm taking a rifle because it's a lot easier. Right. But I'm saying if you're, if somebody was to say, "Oh, you killed this animal with a bow," you would say, "Listen, they had a fifty-fifty chance of killing me too." Even with a rifle, they have a 50 chance, depending on where you're shooting it from. But in in a bow, it's more up close and personal. You oh, know, God. you can't fire a bow unless you're really 50 yards between that animal. And that animal is 50, 50 yards, right at you. I mean, you don't want to take a shot farther <laughs> than 50 because your bow starts, your arrow starts to decrease. Mm-hmm. You go back, the wind can blow a bow more than it can blow a bullet. You have chances of, you know, branches and things like that. So... 50 yards to an animal really ain't that long of a distance. You know, a matter he, of a snap of your finger, you get on you he can turn around. Get on your hurt. Oh, I only had close question. calls with hogs. <laughs> okay, what's up? Explain. Yeah, yeah, please yeah, tell yeah. us this story. <laughs> I would have so, jumped out the tree and went Rambo, boy. So, so I would have went straight this, Rambo on them suckers. This summer, me and my friends went. They were on my land actually trying to kill hogs. And I got these green lights. Green lights. Um from a place called All Season Feeders. And they, they made these solar green lights that you put on feet, on the feeder. And it, it draws the sunlight at night. It automatically clicks on and turns everything green. Um, so me is we have to get to where the light is. But you can't really use your Polaris because it makes too much noise. They'll run off and get scared. So we had to park You have to explain way back. what's a Polaris. For a Polaris a is a like a four-wheeler, four-wheeler. car. Right. No, I know. I was going to buy one. So They're very expensive. We, we do that. We get out. Well, people we, don't know. We probably walk in probably 500 yards, and so by this fields. by this time you're sweating is, your ass off. No, I would it's be. pitch dark. I don't have lights out there in the woods, so it's pitch dark, and the only thing we got is small little flashlights, and That's we're walking. Stupid. What about the green? Does that attract the? Ho- <laughs> That's crazy. The green only light hogs can see is white, red, and green. 
They're colorblind. The green doesn't what? attract the hogs. The green just lets you see. The if green hogs doesn't are there. attract them. The green only lets us see. Got it. Got it. Got without it, yeah. them getting scared right, of light. Right. 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 Wow. If you what? shine a white light on them, they can see that and they take off. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Green and red, they can see that light all day and won't move. Mm -hmm. So we're walking there, and I actually see the hogs, and my friend is actually behind me, and I tell him step to the side. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna leave my flashlight on him a little bit. And I'm gonna, you shoot him. I want you to shoot because he wanted to shoot this time. Well, how many? It was probably 10, 11 hogs oh, in the theater. Okay. So Wait, now we're flirting guys with are danger. Big, big boys. Uh, probably like five babies and like four within like 120, 130 pounds. Oh. But you got to think like 120 pounds on a hog is a nice size hog. Yeah. Not, not knowing they have tusks. You oh, know, wow. wild hogs got tusks that come out, big teeth that come out their they jaws. Tear you are they and fast? That's, yeah, hogs are extremely fast. All right. A pig, you think like a fat, chubby pig. No, <laughs> hogs, can, hogs right is now, all like, muscle okay, and they can move. <laughs> so only thing I have right now is a pistol. I left my rifle in the players because my, my two friends had their <laughs> rifle. Stupid? No, my two friends had their rifle. I have a pistol, so I'm fine because I want them to shoot. And That's, Again, stupid. I'm telling my friend like, okay, take the shot. He's taking all day. He finally takes the shot. Shoots right underneath the belly. Missed. So he misses. Missed. All right. Oh, great. Normally, hogs disperse. Make the little and takes off. No, well, no, no. They said, listen, I know you don't got your gun. I'm coming for you. It was crazy because this one is I have Get my flashlight on him with the green light. <laughs> and I have a green flashlight on him. And you can only see them when they're at the feeder because that's where the green light is. But after they leave that green light, it's pitch dark. Oh, no. So only way I can oh, see no. it is I'm following it with my handheld green light. Boy, and you can only see the shadow of him. I don't want no parts of this. You wouldn't see me. His, what? I'd be his out little, in a tree All like a five mother. Of those football so, like, out. It's pitch dark. So Gone. only thing you hear is. <laughs> and my body froze. I'm like in freeze mode. And I am flashlight on him. And I'm telling my friends, like, he's charging us. And my friend doesn't get what I'm saying because he's still in his scope trying to look and see if there's any more. And I'm like, guys, he's charging us. And they're like, what? I'm like, he tone. is charging us. And you, <laughs> and he gets probably 10 yards from us. And my friend just throws his rifle, takes out his pistol, starts shooting. I take out my pistol and start shooting blah, blah, just blah, at the blah, ground. Wait, do you hold it at, sideways like at, in the, in the movies? This, at this blah, time, blah, blah, I don't blah, even blah, know blah, how I was holding a gun. Yeah. At this time, I would just... <laughs> Because you really couldn't see him. He was moving so fast. And oh, hogs isn't stupid. Died. They're not going to come at you straight. They're zigzagging. No. Hogs are zigzagging. This sounds horrible. So I can't really see. This. I can't follow him because he's moving so fast. And I'm trying to shoot at the same time. So I just take my pistol out and just at the ground, just start firing. Bow, 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 bow. Empty the whole clip. And eventually, five yards within us, he turns and veers to the right and goes up the hill. Oh. <laughs> Wait, it took you until he was 10 yards away to pull your pistol out? You were still looking at no, no, your no. flashlight the I, whole time? I pulled my pistol out when he was probably 25 yeah, yards yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. But my friends couldn't see him because it's pitch dark. Only light that we have now is my flashlight. I'm the only one that had the green flashlight. So I am following it, but they're still locked on to seeing if any hogs are at the feeder. But they're not paying attention to the one he just shot he missed is charging us. The rest oh, of them Lord. went the opposite way. Yeah, he is starts, coming at us. He starts screaming like stories, just, you know, I know. Anyone oh, start no screaming parts. like a baby or no? We didn't start screaming. Handle, it was just crazy because my, like my friend has my friend has a my friend has a. <laughs> I mean, what did you? What would one hear? What did one hear? The crazy part is there's no question. you first. Where are you running? But but where are you running? Where are you running? Somewhere. It's pitch dark. I don't care. Like, it was. See, it's but that's his problem. Like, he wanted to do it. Everybody knows about <laughs> land. If now anyone what? knows now about what? land, if you know about land and, and you don't really have lights, you're out there in the middle of the woods. So it's hard to even see your hand with yeah. no light. That's how what? dark it is because you're you're hunting in the middle of the yes. night. You I'm, know, like, we go, I'm like a grizzly bear up We go hog hunting at 10 o'clock at night sometime when it's super dark. So like in that aspect, I, I have an AR-15 on my right-hand side Ooh. and an AR on my left-hand side. 
and both of them are firing the rifles at the same time. So my what? eardrum over just your like, shoulder. over my like, like Rambo. Right this is happening. I wish we could have like a visual right now. Just, do you know what? Why do you put your? Why would? Why this, do you do he's that? Stupid. Stupid. He's stupid. No, no, no. Because normally, because normally when you shoot them, they take off. It's rare they charge you, but they charge you sometimes. <laughs> is that the only that. close call you've ever had? Would you, you ever go out to a war with a spear? Never. You wouldn't be a man and do it with a spear. I do it with a, with a bow or a crossbow. Uh, no, no, big, or, big spear. I see some on TV like doing a spear. Or maybe at like 3 p.m. Right now with a spear, I'd be in trouble because you got to throw it with the right arm. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Your shit is toe up. Your shit is loosey-goosey. He goes to your drop down side. But uh, <laughs> no. Don't but, underarm joint. It's charging. You know, like my, my thing is this summer, I'm, I want to go to Africa and do the African safari hunt. So oh, It is the most amazing thing I've ever done in my entire Probably life. Not. I've gone three go? times. Whoa. You hunt? No, I don't hunt. No. Oh, you went just to safari. I just went on the photo. safari, and then we would go to a restaurant um, that would just serve the game. Some of the games meat. that people donate. No, they they well they have it there, but we're literally yeah, like but it's on, all the, donated. on the game. But it's the animal on the land, though. The animal's on the land. That's to donate. eat. What to eat. Yeah. So it's a hunting land. Yes. And it's safari and hunting are both the same. So what happens is when Americans go over there. You hunt, you kill whatever animals you do. When you're there, you get to eat it. But you can't take meat back to the U.S. Mm -hmm. from there. So oh, yeah, what no. you do is is donate it for restaurants and villages around there. So the meat that you eat came from the hunters that already passed through. It was the craziest experience I've so ever had. So what you eat? I love... I don't even know. It was just stuff. Um, I mean, and they had like visuals on. Was the it? Was TV. it good though? It was amazing. See, it was fresh. That. It was amazing. Um, we didn't go to. I think it was Kruger Park. We went to South Africa. Okay. And it was, I can't even. It was near Johannesburg. Okay. But um, we went to one also that was like near Sun City as well, and it was absolutely amazing. I just remember like being out there, and we were actually just in a car. Just it was actually an old um, volcano or something like that. Mm -hmm land and um you could just see them free just running around and sure. see the lion and like the cubs that were playing and you know the brush but you're also like kind of nervous because you're in their habitat so it, it's it's amazing like i love going back to africa have you ever done it before or no no see i was gonna do it actually the year i got engaged but it was like the whole engagement the thing engagement messed up the works yeah. or cancel and go hunting <laughs> right. i don't think i probably would have wife yeah, yeah, so right, you know i chose the engagement part and That's canceled smart. the safari part yeah did, when you were there, Angel, South Africa all three times? Or you yeah, went to South different Africa countries? three times. Okay. We, well, I went flight. twice for, um, it is 17 hours. It was but they say there's nothing like it, though. But it's absolutely amazing. Like, I, I used to go every other year for a mission trip. Nice. But when we went, we would always go to the gaming place to eat. Mm -hmm. And then we would also do the safari. But the first time I went was actually with Florida State when we had to play in South Africa. Oh, nice. And we uh, played at Sun City and then we went to Cape Town. We didn't do a uh, so far there though. That's what big schools get you. You get to travel the world. <laughs> IPR, our big our big trip was Vegas. <laughs> wow, it's a, I mean, that's yeah. a big, kind of a big that's deal. Nice. I went to Alaska once. I thought we were playing Alaska, <laughs> Alaska shootout. Oh, that's nice. Um, we we played in Anchorage. That's disgusting. But listen, on that, <laughs> since you're a school, uh, did not want to spend money on your thing. But listen, it this has been an awesome podcast. We got to get you back with like. We got to get you on this podcast again with somebody that is going to come down there this summer other than me and maybe shoot something that's not yeah. going to charge at them. You know what I'm saying? Like something we could eat and make steaks out of where I don't you have do to deer. Kill. Are there any axes, other? Axes, fallow. What is the ax? Okay. okay. Axes? 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 Is like oh, so axes? Yeah, what you got? Yeah, like, fish? You got How about uh, we can fish too, Lobster but diving, okay. Maybe. You think about axes. Axes, girl. You better stop. You, you, it. you know Bambi. What? I can't you know hold my ba breath for thirty. You know, like seconds. Bambi. Yeah, it, it's spotted deer. That's right. an axis. Yes. What? Oh, so like a Bambi. I would cry. I would. I would you, you have male versions of Bambis. You have axis deer. I would need them to have some type of sharp teeth for me to feel good about that. Like I need them to growl at me and say, "Oh, you stupid!" Bow, kill him. Well, that'd be you know mountain lions and hogs. <laughs> Or, See, or that's a grizzly right. big step up or though from big insects. But if you want to come my land, we can shoot hogs, we can shoot coyotes, we yeah, can shoot, let's shoot deer, axes. 
I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're going to find don't out. Been on you your know what we're going to do? Who your teammates should do this, George. Have, None yeah. of my teammates here have been on my land. No, That's no, terrible. No, no, nobody. What no, no, a terrible group. But do anything. Uh, most of my team, I just got here last year. just got here. But listen. And when I came here, we just played San Antonio. So we didn't get to go there. Here's our goal. Every time we get a new person on here, we're going to say, would you go hunting on George Hill's land? <laughs> and then when we get you and somebody else on, we're going to bring the person that says, yes, I would love to go on George Hill's land. I told you, when we go play San Antonio, if we're there for a day before the game, are we? We can know. actually Check go, out. Out. We can actually we go out there are. for a couple hours and try to shoot stuff. I, I usually fun. like to shoot at gophers because I don't feel too bad about them. Because when they die, they, they like go back down. We have big porcupines. About shooting stuff, I'm worried about I'm you. So you can shoot I'm, a huge. I'm, I'm, not porcupine. the sensitivity part. I'm just worried about you injuring <laughs> an injury. I, low key, I'm actually a really I'm good just, shot. I'm uncomfortable. The about problem you. is, guns aren't built for a long arm. So yes, when they I'm, are. When, yeah, a so 50 like, cal uh, rifle is. Yeah, but huh? A 50 cal rifle. You can shoot. George has plenty of long arm rifles. Makes a sound. Right. George I want that him. noise. You, I want. You'll you, set him up. You'll you, hook you, him up with something. I hook him up with a knife. Sure, George has long arm weapons. I don't need like, that. My arms is about the size of yours. My, my arms is the size of yours, so you can shoot like a six five Creedmoor will fit you perfect. Oh God, look at too much. Tell us what I'm. You know what? I'm worried about you. Here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. Like a rifle. I will put him in a 6.5 Creed Moore if he don't want to shoot a 50. Write it down. Make sure a 6.5 Creed Moore is pretty solid. I, I have a 6.5 yeah. Creed Moore. For you, if you're shooting hogs, I will put him just at AR-15 <laughs> because it's more mobile. Okay. For you, I will put you at an AR because it's, it's not a lot of kick, but it's also smaller for you. I wouldn't put you with a big rifle because you may not know how to shoot that, and I, I don't want to blow your shirt, shoulder out. Stop it, girl. I we'll talk about shoot a basketball, yeah. Oh, shoot well, basketball. thank you. What are you talking about? <laughs> shoot shots? Okay, cool. Well, anyways, listen. We are so happy to have you here. We're getting ready to go to dinner. I asked Tristan and all them nicely. Wait up. You come to dinner with us. Okay. Uh, listen, we're going to have you back on. We're going to talk more about your craziness and how stupid you are. Mm -hmm. Having crazy 300-pound animals chase you. This is pretty fun. For fun. Well, as I play video games yeah, you can do by that. myself for mm -hmm. fun. That's all right. Pew, Let's go. Pew, pew. George, thanks for being a part of Road Trip. Thank you. Good Thank stuff, guys. Thank you, guys, yeah. for listening. Uh, this is Road Trip in 2.0. Um, episode Who Knows. But thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, everybody. Hey, Road Trippin' fans, don't forget, we're working with a t-shirt company that you may have seen around, Homage. They're the ones that are responsible for LeBron's ultimate warrior shirt and many of the college designs you see on tees. As they pay homage to great moments in sports and inspiring stories, go check out their NBA Jam tees at homage.com. You're sure to be inspired and we'll get a kick out of their special design for Richard and Channing, along with three other designs specific to the Road Trippin' fan. Get them while they're still in stock at homage.com.